Now back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by James Gaddis Jewelers. Genuine diamonds, baby. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Welcome back, everyone. We are live and in color all week long here on Sports 56 Mornings and all our shows throughout the day. We'll have off for New Year's Day next Monday and then back at it again on Tuesday. Keeping you up to date with everything that's happening in the world of sports during a very, very busy time. Currently 38 degrees, sunshine. We're looking at partly cloudy skies pretty much throughout the afternoon. And chilly, high of only 51, mostly cloudy skies tonight, a low of around 31. Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, Zach Boyd with you on this Wednesday, December 27th, 2023. We are inside the Family Leisure Studios, Family Leisure, where family and fun come together. 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. And the second hour of the program is brought to you each and every day by our friends at James Gaddis Jewelers. This is a good time, folks. Right after Christmas, right before New Year's, is a busy time for all Merchants, whether it be in the jewelry business, the car industry, a lot of people uh, get their uh, bonuses and things of that nature, and they look to spend. And if you're looking to get great deals and you're getting quality, quality jewelry, it's James Gaddis Jewelers. They've been in existence for a long time. They've been a part of the fabric of Memphis for a long time as well. James will take care of you, and he has a lot of terrific people that can help you pick out that right that special diamond ring, or any of their great jewelry, including those beautiful watches. They have a wide variety of watches, different makes and models, custom-made jewelry, gemstones of all types, bracelets, necklaces, earrings, pendants, plus one-of-a-kind estate and vintage jewelry. They are full-service jewelers with two bench doors ready to serve you. All their diamonds are independently graded and certified. So if you're looking for that special engagement ring in 2024, wedding rings, personally designed wedding sets, make sure to head over to James Gaddis Jewelers. 4900 Poplar between Mendenhall and St. Nick and on the web at GaddisJewelers.com. It is time now to talk some Memphis Tigers basketball with Andy Mormon. It's time to talk Memphis Tigers basketball. Joining Sports 56 Mornings is Tigers assistant coach Andy Borman. Now, here's Coach Borman with Greg and Eli. It is great to talk Tigers hoops each and every week with Andy Borman, Tigers assistant basketball coach. You can follow him on Twitter at Andy underscore Borman. And Andy, very kind of you. I know you flew back in last night after getting a few days for the holidays, get away from everything, and you're back in with us here this morning, so we appreciate it. Hope you had a great Christmas. Thank you, thank you. Same to you. How was your Christmas? Good? Yeah, everything was good. You know, we get we get the one day off. We were back at the grind the grind yesterday, back on the air, you know, and obviously it's there a busy time, so we got to keep, uh, keep pushing along just like you guys have to as well. Saturday, you'll play your final non-conference game of the season as you'll take on Austin P, and then it's conference play from here on out leading up to the tournament. But last Saturday, it was a hard fought. I mean, a hard fought come from behind win over a Vandy team that has been struggling, but a Vandy team that certainly stepped up in that particular game and was looking to uh, shock everybody around the country by knocking you guys off. But in the end, you were able to make enough plays to win that basketball game but that was i'm sure you guys talked about it with the team i'm sure penny did as well that these are the type of games where you maybe got one eye thinking about the vacation right going to see the family and maybe only just the one eye on the game and it it almost come back to bite you 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I, I don't think we we played our best basketball. I think I think that's pretty evident. I think everybody knows that. I do think they played really well, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 regardless regardless of record, you know, there, there's two things about Vanderbilt. One, they're a high major team that's more talented than anyone is going to give them credit for, you know. And yeah. the second thing is. Coach Stackhouse always gets his teams better. They always get better. Like, you know, last year we played them first game of the season. You know, and and this year we played them right before the break. You know, so I think it's a combination of all facts, right? I, I think they're better than they get credit for. I think Coach Stackhouse gets them better. You know, and so they're going to be better. We just caught a better version of them. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if they if they have a good SEC campaign. You know, I, I don't know exactly how they'll do, obviously. But for us, man, just glad to get a win. Yeah. You know, so, so sometimes it doesn't have to be pretty, right? Mm. You know, you, you want it to be. But sometimes it doesn't have to be pretty if you can just get the result and get the heck out of there. So when you are in a game like that and that – when that last three pointers in the air, does it feel like you're watching it in slow motion? Like, what's yes. that feeling from a coach's perspective? Yes, absolutely, pure dread. <laughs> um, you know, and you're and you're watching it in slow motion, and obviously, you know, every single worst case scenario is you know going through your head. You know, please don't go in. Please don't foul them. You know, please don't. Please nothing. You know, and and please don't give us a errant whistle. You know, just so many things. You know, and I think it's always you guys. Obviously, are, are have been in Memphis longer than me, but it's it's almost like is someone out to get us? <laughs> you know, you, you kind of have that feeling. Um, and then the horn goes off, and it's kind of like the all clear, right? Like. <laughs> Like the fire, you know, the fire drill is over. It's all clear. And then you're kind of like, are we sure? Are we sure? And then you're, then you just get the heck out of the gym. Let's all get out of here before they change their mind. (laughs) Exactly right. Yeah. You feel like after all the hard work that has been put in and the big dubs and where you stand and then the rankings, you give up a lot of it if you, if you lose that game, but uh, you found a way to win. And like you said, Andy, it's, it's just win at the end. It's just win the game, no matter what it takes. And I did think Vanderbilt played really well. What's interesting is Vanderbilt is down starters. They lost their leading score, I think, was announced a couple of days before the game was even played. And I'm wondering to myself, maybe he doesn't have the right guys in there because the guys that played, played well. And I don't know what it is about those little guards, but you guys have some problems with those little tiny guards. And that number five guy was unbelievable for them. Yeah, Mannion. Yeah, he, he was... He was really good, and that's it's funny you say that because Coach Hardaway made a point of talking to the team about that before the game. You oh, know, wow. um, you know, like hey, these, these little guys, you know, the, the little guy from Jackson State, mm-hmm. you know, Adams had a had a had a, <laughs> had a. I mean, that that made you know if he puts his his highlight film together, we could be a significant portion <laughs> of it. You know, so. You know, that that's something we spoke about and we had, you know, a handful of things that we were gonna do. 
you know, to, to really kind of keep him under wraps. We just didn't execute him, you know, and the most, the most important thing obviously is that we won, you know, the second most important thing is that, you know, kind of similar to rebounding, right? Like we identified a potential problem and now that it's identified it's something we got to work on so that it doesn't bite us in the butt mm-hmm. as the year progresses. When you got a, a, a team like that, so you coming in Vanderbilt, their three point percentage as a team is bad. They're one of the worst in the country. Yeah. Then suddenly they just start making threes and they're shooting fifty percent midway. So like as a game goes along, do you at some point go? I guess maybe we got to change our scout, like our idea of how we're going to guard them. Or do you think like, eventually they're going to start missing because the odds tell us they should? Like how do you approach that when somebody a team's doing something that they yeah. just normally don't do? Yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit of both. I I think it depends on who's the one making them, right? Like, we had identified, um, and I I can't pronounce his last name. The Greek freak. The the Greek freak part two is what I like to call him. Yeah, the big big white kid, we had identified him as a shooter. Mm -hmm. And then he comes out and makes his first two or three. Well, we already knew he could do that. You know, so yeah. th- that's something, you know, at, at timeouts and at halftime, Coach Hardaway, you know, is telling our guys, like, we've identified him. <laughs> you know, like the, the other kid, uh, Jason Rivera Torres, um, number 23, I believe, we had identified him as a shooter. Mm-hmm. So, when, like, when those two guys are making shots, mm-hmm. That has already been discussed when we're doing scouting, when we're doing pregame, when we're doing walkthrough, you know, like the whole thing. So, like, that's where I say, like, specific to those individuals, you know, there there should be no game yeah. plan adjustment. That That's just carrying out the actual game yeah. plan. You know, and then, and then if there are other guys that kind of start to pile on because they feel it, those are the guys we want shooting. If they make a couple, the odds will generally even out in your yeah. favor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's more kind of like the sky wasn't falling, you know, in regards to the fact that like all their non-shooters were just having a field day. We we did a a, a, a below average job of maintaining because if we would have shut down their two shooters, they wouldn't have shot like that. Yeah. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. so, so I, I think it, but, but by the way, <laughs> I know I'm getting long winded here. I feel the same exact way. Cause we played Villanova and it was like, it was, it felt like they had fans coming out of the yes. stands. And, <laughs> and, but then, then the next game they play like, you know, pin and go like four for 27, <laughs> right. three. Right. And I'm like, why us? Yeah. Like, why, like, can we switch that, please? Yeah, you're um, right. And, and, so. and not only did it feel like it, we were watching it, and I think I saw that. I think there were people coming yeah. in from the stands knocking down threes against you. All right, so Naquan Tomlin makes his debut. Penny gets him 15 and a half minutes. What did you think of his uh, first minutes in a Tigers uniform, and how do you see him helping this team as you move along this year? Yeah, I mean, the the first thing I'd say is, like, what an incredibly tough spot to be in. You know, stepping in for the first time 
with a team that's just winning games over and over and over against great opponents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a complete credit to, you know, Naquan and all of our, you know, all of our other team members because it was seamless. Right, like everyone wanted him to play, you know. Every you know he wants to play, and everyone wants him to play, you know. So in that regard, seamless. And then I thought he played well, you know. Especially like you know, Coach Hardaway said, like we've got, we've got guys that have been, you know, in Malcolm and Jaden, you know, that have been doing this for five, six, eight years. You know, we got other guys that have been here since June. We got other guys that have been here since you know, early September mm-hmm. and he's been here like four days, you know? So I, I thought it was as seamless as it could be, right? Like I thought it was really good. I think he showed flashes of like, holy cow, this, this could be real fun. Right. And I think it's just one of those things we're going to keep building on. And I think it was great to get him in before the break. And I think kind of like the second half, right, coming back from Christmas, it's kind of like a second half, like it's a mm-hmm. new beginning. And so I think it'll be awesome to have them with us as we kind of start the second half of the year. And I, I think he's incredibly talented, and he makes us very hard to play against. The From Naquan to Jaquan. With a guy yeah. like Walton, who you know can shoot the basketball from three-point range. He was a 40% shooter last year. He starts this year, goes six of nine in the first two games. But right now, just cannot buy a three. Yeah. How, what do you do? Like, Because I imagine there's got to be, some of it's just got to be mental at this point. Like, How do you try and clear his head? Like, What's the approach to a guy who's in a shooting slump like that? Well, he's just got to shoot his way out of it. You know, and and shoot his way out of it doesn't mean shoot your way out of it during the game. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it and by the way, like just to be clear, Coach Hardaway, you know, the staff, the players, if he's open and it's a good shot, everybody's saying shoot it because we believe in him, and we know he's just got to. You know, it's like a case of the yip. You know, he's mm-hmm. just got to get through it. But generally speaking, the way you get through it you know, come early, stay late, and just, you know, 500 makes a day, 600 makes a day, 700. You know, you just need to see the ball go in the basket over and over and over again. And then in a game, he's just got to make one or two in a row. Yeah. You know, just just like two in a row, and then he'll – because he is such a, like you said, 40% natural score, always done it everywhere he's been. The minute he sees two go in, you know, he'll have amnesia. He'll he'll yeah. completely forget about everything else. All right, last thing for you. So now you get ready for conference play after playing Austin P on this Saturday. Uh, you will be favored in quite a few games, quite yeah. a few games. Uh, we saw even after you won on Saturday in the net, you guys – went down you dropped uh because yeah. you were playing a team that was struggling so every one of these games it's going to be that type of situation where if you win i mean you're supposed to win and if you lose it's going to hurt you how can you guys get up for every single game because it almost seems like it's an impossibility for any team around the nation to be always up for their opponent but how can you try to at least attempt that 
No, I mean, that's the challenge, right? And I, th- I think, like you just said, I think the key is being honest about it. Um, and for everyone, we're going to be the game circled. You know, we, we really are. And I think the other thing, too, is like, it, you know, for us, it kind of becomes less about who you're playing and just more about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like, our, like, hey, by the way, like, this team has a little guard. That's something we've struggled with. Here's an area we can improve. You know, like, hey, rebounding. Like, you just, if, if we focus on us and we focus on getting better every single time we step out there, then, yeah, exactly what you just said. Like, it's less about, you know, just like, oh, this is a throwaway game. Mm-hmm. And it's more about this is an opportunity to continue to get better. You know, and then look, all of us, right? Like, I'm sure you guys as well, like, just enjoy competing. Mm-hmm. You know, just enjoy the, you know, the, the process, the process. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and not just the process, just also like, you know, Hey, do you, who wants to practice for 14 days in a row? You know, no one, no, <laughs> you know, so here's an opportunity to put on the Jersey and go beat the hell out of somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of break it up a little bit, you know? So I, I think it's that, you know, and, and I, and I think that's something that, is definitely kind of the challenge ahead, you know, but it's also protecting, like you said earlier, it's like protecting the work we've already put in. Right. You know, like you're like, I don't know how you do it. If you've had like a miserable, like say we're five and seven right now, you know, like, you know, like that's gotta be hard. I think that's gotta be harder. You know, right now, like we're protecting something really precious that we've built. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but that's the challenge ahead, isn't it? It is, mm-hmm. it is, and uh, you'll have the bullseye. You're you're the hunted as opposed we to the hunter. Anyways. Yeah, but we did, you know, and and we did anyways. You know, like we, we, what, no matter what our record, you know, ten and two, nine and three, eight and five, we're the bullseye anyway. But you know what's good, Andy? In this case, in this case, this year in the American Conference with the addition of Florida Atlantic, it's almost like you have a running mate. They're that good as well, so it's not like you're doing yeah. it out there by yourself. So it's almost like that competition between brothers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, no. I I, I agree, and and they'll, you know, they're gonna get everyone's best shot as well. And it is ironic, you know, these, these uh, conference schedulers are pros because. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did it just like Houston last year, where you play Florida Atlantic twice in ten days. Shocking you how know, that works like, out. I wonder how they how that possibly worked out that way. Yeah, how could they have predicted that? <laughs> <laughs> um, not, not their fir- yeah. not their first rodeo. Not their first rodeo. Clearly. All right. Clearly. All right. Well, listen. Uh, Saturday is uh, the end of 2023, basically the day before, of course, yep. New Year's Eve, and look to close it out in style. And then it's all conference play from here on out to begin 2024, leading into the NCAA tournament. And the Memphis Tigers are going to be ready for uh, all challenges. He is Andy Borman, Memphis Tigers assistant basketball coach, who joins us each and every week during the Tiger basketball season. You can follow him on Twitter at Andy underscore Borman. Andy, as always, thank you so much. Uh, we'll see you on Saturday. Sounds good. Thank you. Take care. So there you go, folks. They still have confidence in Shaquan Walton to make shots. So all the people who keep saying they got to tell him to quit shooting, clearly that's not going to happen. 
Yeah, it was kind of scary when he said, you know, he's just got to shoot his way out of it. And, and he, he goes, well, it's not necessarily in the games. It could be he, in practice, too. <laughs> he is, he was, he was six of nine in the first two games. I mean, he shot 40% last year from three-point range for the season. He is, since that six of nine start, he is four for 39. In the last seven games, he is one for 27. And in the last four, 0 for 17. Do you have his two-point shooting numbers by chance? I do not. One Better than that. One of 27? Yes. See, what I liked about Jaquan in the last four or five games is he started to go to the hole. He's realizing, he's still shooting the threes when he's open, but he's realizing, I can't make these things. i got to go to the hole if I'm going to score, and he's done that. And he's played some pretty good lockdown defense. So he's done some things to contribute to the Ducks. Saturday, he was two for four. Two for four. Range, yeah. While I, going 0 for six from three. I would suggest continue to shoot two-pointers as opposed to three-pointers. The Crazy Coop is a great uh, place for hot wings, folks. If you are looking for a delicious lunch or for dinner, you want an event catered, Think the Crazy Coop, 7199 Highway 64 between Appling and Kirby Witten, and not far from us, the Crazy Coop Express at 1315 Ridgeway off Poplar. What makes them the best hot wings is their flavoring. 29 different seasonings that they use, everything from sweet maple bourbon to the crazy sweet lemon pepper hot or the crazy suicide. You can get those seasonings on their whole wings, their party wings, their boneless wings. They got those big, delicious chicken tenders as well. Ask them about their crazy packs. At the Bartlett location, you got the full menu that includes Delicious catfish sandwiches, half-pound burgers, fried okra, green tomatoes, fried dill pickles. Stop by, have dinner, enjoy the games on the big screen TVs. Locally owned and operated. As I mentioned, they'll cater events, so give them a call or stop by and ask them about their catering services. You can order online, pick up, or have any of these services delivered to your home or your office. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook as well. Absolutely out of this world, Hot Wings. You've tried the rest. Now try the best. It is the Crazy Coop with two locations. The original at 7199 Highway 64 between Appling and Kirby Witten and the Crazy Coop Express at 1315 Ridgeway off Poplar. When we come back, Jerry Palm joins us. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by James Gaddis Jewelers. Diamonds are forever! Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Halfway home on this Wednesday edition of Sports 56 Mornings as we welcome you back. By the way, if you missed our interview with Tigers football coach Ryan Silverfield from hour number one, it'll be up on the website, sportsmemphis.com, under featured audio. And, of course, you can listen to the podcast of uh, each of our shows uh, anytime you like. We break it down hourly. So the Andy Borman interview, Memphis Tigers assistant coach, just happened here in the 8 o'clock hour, as will our interview about to happen with Jerry Palm. It's time for Sports 56 Morning's Weekly Chat with Jerry Palm, college football and basketball writer and bracketologist for CBSSports.com. Here are Greg, Eli, and Jerry. Ah, of the universe. 
final appearance by Jerry in 2023 as we welcome in JP from CBS Sports, cbsports.com. You can follow him on Twitter at CBS. Hope you had a lovely Christmas with your family, Jerry. Yeah, I did. How about you? Yeah, not too bad. So how, how many how many is that in the fam? What do you got? How many total? Oh, I have four kids. So immediate family is six of us. Uh, me and Vicky and four kids. So pretty, um, pretty, pretty busy, I would say, on Monday yeah. morning, huh? <laughs> yeah. To say the yeah. least. Um, plus, usually my dad lives nearby, uh, his partner. So we're, uh, uh, so we see them. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I've got a fair number of people around. And it's always, of course, um, during the busiest times for us in the world of sports and sports media with everything that's going on in college football, basketball as well. We'll talk about that in a second. But today, we wrap up a tradition here on the show. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that have said, why are you stopping this? But uh, I guess all good things come to an end. You want to you want to end when you're at, on the top. You know, you don't want to wait until it, it bottoms out. And that's five favorite things. Jerry has led us off each and every week with our five favorite things topic. And this week, again, to wrap it up, folks, if you haven't heard, the topic is your five favorite things about you, about your life. Want to learn more about you. I know a lot about JP, but there's probably things I don't know that uh, he's going to shed some light on right now so jerry what are the five things your favorite things about jerry palm's life yeah you know it's funny because you're probably going to know most of these things okay uh okay well number five is my job um i have a unique job and by unique i mean nobody else does it Mm -hmm. and i created it myself um i didn't set out to create a job when i set out to do what i did but it turned out that way and um, but I'm fortunate to have a job that combines all of my various passions That's cool. into one thing. Uh, number four, like to travel. Um, Vicky and I will um, travel often. You know, I get to travel a lot for work, but also um, just like to go places, just to go places. And uh, uh, we'd probably rather spend time traveling than doing just about uh, anything else okay. uh, with our spare time. Uh, number three, uh, as you know, uh the fact that I am a Purdue guy, uh, Purdue, almost every good thing linked or in my life is linked to Purdue in some way and largely the band. So being, um, being at Purdue, um, uh, being in the band at Purdue and, uh, those two things have shaped my life in ways I could have never imagined. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, best thing in my life is Vicky, uh, my wife of now, mm, three years and a little bit. Um, second time around for both of us has um, turned out to be uh, the charm, terrific. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you guys have met her. Um, and then, of course, number one is my kids, uh, four of them. The oldest is out and working as a programmer in Indianapolis. They're all computer geeks like me. <laughs> uh, the youngest is a senior in high school. She just got accepted to Harvard. Oh um, my gosh. Wow. I know. Congratulations. That's what I'm telling you. It's like I feel I feel like a reasonably intelligent person and my kids just blow me away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I walk into a room with those four and all of a sudden I'm the idiot. So um which is good and bad, you know. But but anyways, um I I've been blessed with kids that um are intelligent, you know, want to do something with their lives, well behaved. Um anyways. That uh, is great. Uh, that is that is a life. great that is a great list, 
And uh, yeah, I knew a lot of that, but my gosh, that's that's a fantastic list. Thanks for sharing that with us. I we, I, I thought for sure you would still work Queen into the list somehow. <laughs> I, thought, I thought for sure <laughs> Queen would be honorable mention. Freddie Mercury, honorable mention. Adam Lambert replacing Freddie. I thought somehow Queen would still make the list. Well, the fact that they're still around in yeah. some form is, is pretty cool. But yeah, no. There you go. There you go. All right, so. Um, the the bowl season, I, I don't know. I to me, I don't know why it's hitting me differently this year. I, I don't maybe it's all the transfer guys that are hitting the portal before they actually play in the games. I've only watched a smidge here and there of a couple of games. Now I'm ready to get into it now. Uh t- you know, t- two feet down on the ground and, and, and eyes on the TV and ready to watch a bunch of games. But I don't know why it's hit me a little bit differently, and I and Eli and I were, were debating this earlier that I think it, the division will only become greater between these regular bowl games and what will become a twelve-team playoff and more bowl games involved in those playoff games, and I, I think the division grows. So where are you right now with just where we are in college football and especially right now in the bowl season? Yeah, I, I think the transfer portal more than anything has real i mean you know people complained about players opting out uh but until the transfer portal became a thing of just you know a few years ago um it's now at a point where you you know like if you want to try if you want to first of all if you want to bet on bowl games you are truly a degenerate that's like betting on preseason baseball <laughs> uh, you know but there are a lot of people to do it and that's why they, oh, know, know, degenerate. they make good programming yeah, and, and, you know, the, look, these games aren't going away because ESPN wants to program. Mm-hmm. And they televise the vast majority of the games, and they own a mm-hmm. dozen or so of the right, games. Right. So so they, they're not going away, but there's definitely going to be a transition uh, when we get into the playoff. For one thing, you know, with four home games in the first round of the playoff, it basically means that you're you're now taking eight teams out of the bowl structure. So we're not going to be able to sustain 41 bowl games next year. Um, also, the Pac-12 is going away. And you've got seven bowls out there, I think, that, are, that have got Pac-12 connections that need to, you know, reconfigure how you know, where they're getting their team. So there'll be changes there. Uh, but some of these bowls are just, just going to have to go away because you can't have – uh, you know, otherwise you're going to start getting to a point where you're putting four and eight teams in bowl games. You don't have enough that are five and seven. Um, it's uh, we had three teams this year in bowls that were would not have been eligible otherwise. Um, that's the most we've had in a while. We had we had once they put that rule in where you could do that. We had some the first two years. We had like five the first year, uh, but then we had like four years in a row with nothing. And then the pandemic hit, and you can't even count what happened for two years there. But, mm-hmm. you know, the last couple of years we've had that again, and now if we take four bowls away, that probably goes away. But I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to take four bowls away. I think they'll figure out, try and figure out a way to keep most, if not all, of those games. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, again, because it goes back to ESPN and the programming. Now, technically, you're only taking four teams out of the bowl structure, the four teams that lose those games, because the other four – Advance yeah, on and play in a bowl game. You're right. Yeah, you're right. It's so, four. So they're, yeah. they're only taking four. But yeah, it's just it's it's the whole thing of the toothpaste out of the tube. Whatever, like it is, it is what it is. Um, I don't see us going the other direction because there's too many people making too much money off of it all. Well, is that true though? 
I mean, there must be. The, right? net- yes. the networks are. We know that. Yeah. I, I would yeah, imagine. Must, and, and the bowl- that the, yeah. The- yeah. I mean, people will watch football. So yes. I don't know what the ratings are like for these bowl games. I, it's just not something I pay a lot of attention to. I would for the big games, but not uh, the others. Well, what's but, better than anything else they could put on for this time yes, of year? It's yeah, great well, for true. the networks, and it's great for their sponsors if they feel they're getting bang for their buck. What it's not great for, and I think it's going to get worse, is some of these bowl games and attendance. And they yeah. depend on attendance. Obviously, they got the contracts with the network, so they're still making right. money. But right. the attendance is just going to continue to drop in a lot of these bowl games. Yeah, it's it's hard. Well, you know, you, and you just don't know what you're going to get. I mean, the, the transfer portal has taken away right. so many players. I mean, even just this week, just what two days ago, Tate Rotemaker opts out of the right, goes into the transfer portal, and you know, it's like they're like missing nineteen players, Florida, Jerry. Nineteen know, Florida if you, State. If you bet on Florida State in that game, then you, you want know, your money back. You want your bet back. Gone? Yeah. Right. You know, it's like I actually picked Florida State in that game last week. And I had had to write the editor and say, can I change my mind? I didn't realize I had to play quarterback in that game. George is a 17 and a half point favorite. That's a perfect example right there. That is the Orange Bowl. This isn't like Mama Tocito's uh, Italian porridge bowl. The Ohio State starting quarterback opted out Mm -hmm. of their game. The guy who started for them all year. Is opted out of their game. Is already transferred to Syracuse. Um, backup quarterback at Texas transferred. Mm-hmm. Backup quarterback at um, uh, one of the other playoff teams. That said, uh, Alabama. El- there's a backup quarterback at Alabama that's transferring. Although that one's weird. Yeah, because yeah he went to play first. lacrosse again. Yeah, he's going to play lacrosse at Notre Dame. Right. <laughs> Tommy Reese is transferring back to Notre Dame to play lacrosse. No, not, so Reed, not, not, not Tommy Reese. That was the Butner. coach. Yeah, Butner. sorry, that's the coach. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. Not him, of course. But uh, anyways, um, but yeah, that's funny. You know, go back. To, I guess he was a nationally recruited lacrosse player. Yes, so. but, but but the point is, and we were talking with Coach Silverfield. It was on earlier. I said if they just had a moratorium on any movement in the portal until after the bowl games, a lot of these guys would stay with their team and play. And there's going to be the dudes that are getting ready for the NFL that are going to leave no matter what. But you know all what, the though? other guys Here's would stay. Not necessarily. The people who want to transfer, but the portal's not open yet, may still opt out of one. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they don't want to get hurt for their next team. I can I can understand not getting hurt for like the NFL or the combine and all that, but you know injuries happen. It's the NFL. I mean, it's uh, football for goodness' sake. So, is a team not going to take a guy because he sprained his ankle in a game? I I don't no, know. Not, we're not talking about sprained. I know, but how often do we have career-ending injuries like recently well, in college football? I mean, I don't know. It's not not career. Ending, you don't. But, you but again, if a guy's got a big NIL deal that he knows is waiting for him and it be jeopardized by getting hurt, why yep. play a meaningless bowl game? Like that's yep. in the end, it all comes down to why play the meaningless bowl game. Well, you know, what, you know what they need. The only way you're going to be able to really correct it is if they can somehow put some financial big financial reward on playing in the bowl games. You know, may get hurt or guys that are not used to playing, and all of a sudden they have to play in these bowl games. <laughs> I mean, Texas A&M's got 55 players total, is what I've read. 55 total. Yeah. That's, you know, again. Football, yeah, you, you can go, barely well, field a team. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I understand it's 11 on each side. I, I, I do the no, math for folks out there, but that's great. No, but, you know, <laughs> you and I are on the same page, but there's people probably thinking, well, it's 55, Greg. No, it's usually over 100 players you have on your team. Yeah, you know, scholarship yeah, and then games, walk-ons, yes. For home games, maybe, your travel And bowl games, and they all, come, they all go to the bowl games because my yeah. son was a walk-on, and he went to bowl games. So, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I, yeah, so you're going to have a lot of people there. 
and now you don't. So, so your numbers are down. That puts more stress on some of those players that are having to play or players that maybe are playing less than 100%. Yeah, Florida State got 17 kids in the portal? Florida State right now is out 19 players. They got a lot of guys. Like, Injuries. A lot of guys are opting because they got a lot of guys going pro. Okay, so with, so with that said... With that said, we just talked about that Orange Bowl, and you know there's going to be people when when Georgia drubs Florida State, they're going to go, "See, told you that Florida State didn't belong." Shut up! Yeah, it's like save it. Well, I don't even want to yeah, hear. I, it. I say this every year, every year, and it, it it's more true every year. Bowl games are the stupidest way to judge teams and conferences. Yes, the absolute stupidest because nobody is playing in a bowl game with the roster that got them to the bowl game. Right? Nobody. Right. Unless you're in the playoff, the playoff is fine. I mean, it's the playoff. But everything else, including the big game, are glorified exhibitions that I love them. I, I don't mean that as a you know disparaging comment, but you know you can't you can't judge these teams by these games. Yes. You can't judge these conferences by these games. There's all these random matchups. I mean, it's just it's it's stupid to make sweeping judgments about anything that happens in a bowl game. Just enjoy the game, enjoy the trip if you're going, and leave it at that. Yeah, other than the the playoff games, and I'll get your your thoughts on that here in our final moments, every person we've had on as a guest, I ask them, like, which games are you interested in? It's always Ole Miss, Penn State, right? And the other one's Missouri and Ohio State. Because Mm -hmm. we haven't heard a lot about opt-outs out of those teams. But then you look at all the other games. And Ohio State without State their starting quarterback. quarterback. Well, that's true. Ohio State is without their starting quarterback. You're right about that. So there is an opt-out there. Like Maryland plays Auburn this Saturday in the Music City Bowl in Nashville, and they don't have their quarterback now. So, I mean, I couldn't even care less about that game. But really, to be honest with you, Ole Miss, Penn State, still Missouri, Ohio State, despite the uh, the quarterback leaving, they're the two that seem to get the recognition. Are those the two other than the playoff games that you're most interested in, or is there another one? No, those two. Yeah. Um, you know, I was obviously kind of fired up for the Orange Bowl until, right. you know, Florida State decided to, to field the band. <laughs> um, and I like their band, but I don't like them against Georgia. Um, so it's. Uh, Does Liberty Oregon do anything for you in the Fiesta? No, no it doesn't even do anything for Oregon. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, they're kind of ticked about that, but oh, I'm sure. I mean, you know, it, Liberty or whoever emerged from the group of five was go, always going to that game, and they weren't going to send Oregon to Atlanta or uh, Florida wasn't an option. You know, they were always going to be in the Cotton or the Fiesta, and you know they it, they weren't going to send a Big Ten team out there when they've got a Western team to put there. So mm-hmm. it just it just how, that's just how it worked. And, uh, you know, that's, I mean, somebody had to play Liberty, and that team was not going to be happy about it in this case at Oregon. All right, who are your picks for the... And the other option, other than Liberty, is death. You're going to get Liberty or death. <laughs> a little Patrick Henry action. All right, so uh, we will not see you until after the national semis, but we will okay. talk to you next week before the championship game. So give us your semi-winners. Um, I picked Alabama to win the whole thing, so I'm going with Alabama. Um, and then, uh, let's see, uh, Washington. You're going Alabama Washington. Washington. Okay. Yep. All right, JP. Listen, Mer- uh, well, we already did the Merry Christmas part. Happy New Year. Enjoy that with your family. We will talk to you in 2024. CBS Sports, cbssports.com, the one and only Jerry Palm. He joins us each and every week. You can follow him on Twitter at JPPalmCBS. Thank you, JP. All right, thanks. Take care. 
We need to take a break. We'll come back, wrap up hour number two. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. You already know you can listen to Sports 56 anywhere with the Sports 56 app or at sports56whbq.com. But you can also watch us daily with live video of all of our shows on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Now back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by James Gaddis Jewelers. Don't you just love it? Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. You know, it's interesting. We, we talk about these bowl games and we go, well, that team doesn't care. That team doesn't care. But when the players get between the lines, they care. They, they go in there and they play hard. But overall, I do understand when a team's down 19 players like Florida State is. And it's tough to get motivated when you were left out of the the playoff and you feel you belong and we certainly feel they belong but it's funny and maybe it's a bias i have because it's our bowl game <laughs> i always think the teams playing in the autism liberty bowl game are are always up for this game like it always seems to be in my opinion a really good matchup like i look at iowa state and i go I don't think they believe they should be in like a bigger bowl. They didn't have like a great year, but they didn't have a bad year where they're disappointed. I, I don't I don't know any of those guys, but I'm just like kind of guessing on that. And it's like every year with the matchup in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl game, I always think it's a great matchup that two teams really care about winning. And with Memphis playing a Big 12 team, I'm sure they're motivated. We just had Ryan Silverfield on in hour one telling us that. So, again, maybe it's bias on my part, but I always think it's not only a good matchup, interesting matchup, but teams that actually care to be there as opposed to a number of other teams around the country who don't care to be in their bowl games. Well, most of these these games that are going on now, like, again, the the guys that are playing absolutely care. Like, they're there. And they don't have a bunch of guys going to the NFL, so they don't have those opt-out guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's most of their team. It's playing in the game, and it's playing. In, it's a chance to play another football game for them. So, yeah. so they yes, they and like want I said, to when you get between the lines, right? You play. You you play to win the football game. When you're there, you're not going to, you know, go go half. You know what? You're going to go full throttle to try to win. The um, uh, texture says pretty sure they open the portal when they do, so that transfers can get enrolled in their new school for the new semester. Yeah, that's yes. that's part of again. That's why it is. That's why a part of the early signing period as well. A lot of the kids now coming out of high school even will graduate and they'll early enroll for the spring semester, so they could be there for spring football, um, which is an important part. So yeah, again, that that's why I don't believe anything's changing. Like these things are. Are, 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 aren't going to be. There's not going to be any vast change. They might tinker with it, alter it a little bit, but it's not going to solve the issues of people not playing in bowl games. All of that stuff. It but is, what I'm it is what, what I'm is. saying is, the bowl games, the national semifinal games, are on the first of January. The national championship games on the eighth of January. School does not start at any university the first week of January, so you delay. Right? Enrollment. They still are enrolled for the spring. They're just not there until after the bowl games. 
And it doesn't matter if they're there during the bowl week because they're not really a part of that team, that actual team that's playing in that game. Players that have just are early signees for the University of Memphis are not going to be playing in the game on Friday. So really, from a calendar standpoint, it doesn't screw up their enrollment for the spring semester. It's not about enrollment. they got to be able to get into the portal, talk to the teams, be recruited, and it's, go it's and, a and quick, sign. It's a quick process. There, there's several weeks before schools start classes again. That's when it should be used, in my opinion. After January 1st, for those two, three weeks leading up to the start of school. I mean, gosh, we have basketball players for Memphis that join a month after school starts. We're not even talking about that. We're talking about just using that period. I mean, people have been able to transfer forever, okay? They had to pay a penalty. They weren't able to play immediately, but they've been able to transfer. So it's happened before without this transfer portal in December. There was never a transfer portal, and kids were transferring whenever. They just had to sit out a year. Well, now you don't have to, and there's this portal. Well, just move the portal, Move it. Move it till after January 1st. And I think it it doesn't cure all the ills, but I think it will cure a lot of them, in my opinion. I do. I always do find it funny. Back in the day before the transfer portal and the whole one-time transfer rule, the whole thing was college players, the college athletes are screwed. Coaches can leave whenever they want. They can go wherever they want, whenever they want. And the players are held to their school and they got to sit out. We got, we got to open this up. We got to let players, we got to let players be able to move too. And with, if coaches can do it now, it's like, man, we got to quit letting these players move so easily. <laughs> it's, it, the public outcry used to be all this money the universities are making. The players got to get some of it. We got to get, we got to start getting the players some money. Now, NIL is ruining college sports. <laughs> Yeah, I have no problems with players moving and being able to play immediately. But, but again, you do have a problem with it. You have a problem with the portal when the portal is. It's you 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 have a problem with the free movement. No, what you're referring to me on that? All I'm saying is to move the window three weeks. That's all I'm saying. I'm for NIL, I'm for players playing immediately, I'm for players jumping into the portal, I'm for all of that. I'm just saying you're screwing up these teams. And the bowl games, while coaches are also trying to recruit and put a game plan together for a game, which, again, we're supposed to look at it as important, but it's meaningless. All that stuff could be fixed in some way. Not all the answers cure, not, not all the answers found, rather, but a lot of those ills can be, can be cured if they just moved the calendar, in my opinion. Hey, if you're ready for a new Silverado, All-Star Chevy in Olive Branch has financing down to 1.9 or up to 10000 bucks. Plus, make no payment for 90 days. You can't beat that. Your good credit deserves it. You can check out all the red tag deals they have on the Tahoes, the Equinox, the Trailblazers when you head on down to Olive Branch. Families love the Traverse with the third row seating, which is great for trips anywhere. Military, teachers, college students, healthcare workers, you get an extra $500 bonus. If you want a certified pre-owned Chevy or any pre-owned vehicle, All-Stars loaded up. If they don't have it on the lot, just ask Jeff. He'll find it for you. Kevin and Jeff and all the great folks at All-Star Chevrolet want to wish you a happy new year. Remember, it's not South Haven, not Mount Moriah, not Bartlett or Collierville. It's got to be Olive Branch. Find new roads to All-Star Chevy today or go to allstarautogroup.com. By the way, I don't know if we mentioned this, but the interim defensive coordinator for the Memphis Tigers in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl game will be linebackers coach 
Jordan Hankins. There was two or three that they could have chosen that Ryan could have chosen. Uh, he chose Jordan Hankins to be the interim defensive coordinator. We will take a timeout, come back with hour three. We're talking Grizzlies and another great win for the Grizz last night in New Orleans. We'll talk with DeMichael Cole and then five favorite things to wrap it up. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM.